Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Inkless Success Tutorial. Today we'll look at anti-pattern nursing care. Mainly we'll talk about infertility and various types of how we see different changes occurring during pregnancy. I'm talking about the presumptive signs, the probable signs, and the positive signs of pregnancy. That's what we're going to talk about today. Um, infertility, as the opening topic, it is any time you have, as a female, when, the, when there's an inability to conceive, despite engaging in unprotected sex, usually for a prolonged period of 12 months, or at most 12 months, without having a baby, without getting pregnant, without missing your, without having a menorrhea that is that is signaling that you are pregnant, it's referred to as infertility. So when we have regular unprotected sexual intercourse for the period of 12 months or above without having pregnancy or without going through fertilization, definitely we are having infertility. Um, there are other common factors that are linked with infertility which include when the male has a low sperm count, when they made, when, they, when there's a female condition called endometriosis, E-N-D-O-M-E-T-R-I-O-S-E-S, -E -E endometriosis, when there is endometriosis, when also when the female has ovulation disorder, or when they have tuber, tuber occlusion, all these conditions can put so many risk factors to infertility. Now, when partners are experiencing infertility, it becomes a major problem wherein there is a psychological impairment, wherein there is a problem with uh, the females. In some culture, childbearing is an achievement. So if the woman is married and she does not bear child in the first one or two years, it becomes a burden. It becomes so much psychological uh, drain on the family, on the couples. So we have to provide for the couple some psychological um, uh, uh, help, counseling and other things that will provide them uh, more leverage, that will provide them the peace of mind to go on to keep fighting to see how they can get babies or they can get a child. Now, so it is expensive to go through it, both we look at it from every other means because we will need some diagnostic procedures we need some technologies to come in. We need some genetic counseling. So all these things require require expertise, and these expertise is that we're going to need to do these things. They are kind of for sometimes you got to pay for them. You got to see doctors. You got to see uh, psychologists. You got to see um, uh, genetics counselors. You got to see so many people, and it is not going to be done free. So there's a huge burden on the family who is experiencing infertility. Uh, my concern here is um, one of the factors that leads to that we have and we ha that can that can bring about infertility is the age at which you want to start to born children. Normally, after age 35, it is not the best age to born children. So after age 35 is not a good age. Uh, it comes with so much different complications, and those complications can pull risks in uh, not having babies. Um, uh, we want to also look at the medical history of the person who is having the infertility, both if it's the male or both the male and the females. We'll look at the surgical history, 
We'll look at the OB history of the females. Um, the gynecological history of the females, that is how the uterine um, is how the uterine structures are organized, whether they are providing ovum or ova is being provided, or whether the male is providing sperm cells and the sperm cells are are good and at the level at which it can it can fertilize a female gamete, that is the egg cell or the ova. All of these things are important. Um, male also will look at whether the male having intercourse at a regular time, whether the male has STIs or other infection that might pose risk to infertility of his partner, whether the male is involved in the substance used like alcohol, tobacco, heroin, and other drugs like methadone. All of these substances can help to reduce the the the, the incident of pregnancy being uh, occurring. Now, under here, I'm I'm concerned about few things that are, that can be done few laboratory procedures when there is a risk of infertility. These laboratory procedures are my concern because in the N class, we have to know this procedure and know when can it be done, how can it be done. These are my concern when it comes to infertility. So the first thing you want to do is you want to do pelvic examination. Um, if a couple that coming in with a chief complaint of infertility, Want to observe the pelvic, check the pelvic, and do exam and see why there is no external feature like mumps or mass or, or fibroid that is hanging in the back of the vagina. There is nothing in there that might serve as an impediment to childbearing. That's the first thing you want to do. And the next thing you want to do is hormonal analysis. This is wherein we analyze, evaluate the hypothalamic pituitary ovarian axis which include the serum prolactin, the FSH, the LH, the extradiol, the progesterone, and the thyroid hormone. So all these hormones are analyzed, they are examined uh, to know exactly what's the cause of the infertility because we have other, in, other hormonal impact that might cause infertility. And that's why we have to look at all of these things and know exactly what is happening before we can initiate treatment plan. I hope you are with me. I hope you are taking down notes as we go through this. And I I want to just go through the very important point that you need to get before the ankles. Now, and also we want to look at the post the post coital test. That is, we want to evaluate the techniques at which at the techniques at which um sex is being done. How uh, after sex, what is happening? When do we have when are we having sex? Those are things that are very important. Is there enough mucus in the vaginal to, to that that will lubricate that will cause us to have um, the sperm cells deposited in there? And is the mucus in there is so thick or it is thin? Because no matter during the period of ovulation, the mucus needs to be thin to allow the sperm cells to move around and look for the egg cells and create fertilization. So if we have the very thick mucus. It, it disallowed the sperm cells to move around and find over to impregnate the female. Now, so those are things we'll look at. Then we'll look at also we'll do the trans, we'll do the ultrasonography. Mina will do either the trans vaginal ultrasound or we can do the abdominal ultrasound. These procedures are performed to visualize the female system, the female organs of reproduction, whether it is well structured. What is a deformity? What is a what? 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 what, what there's an abnormalities. 
So these are things we go in and look at to see whether these things are in place. Then we look at a procedure we do, we call it hysterosarpengography. Hysterosarpengography. Now in this case, this is done in the outpatient department, wherein they come, the patient comes and go to the or to the x-ray department and then we use a dye d-y-e a dye is used to perform this particular procedure in this procedure we look at how patent the fallopian tubes are we have two fallopian tubes one to the left over going to the left over next to the, to the right ovaries so these two tubes if they are not patent enough meaning if there's a blockade within the tube it lessens the occurrence of pregnancy in terms of sexual intercourse it can also put um, the patient at risk for infertility. So we look at the, 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 the two fallopian tube to see whether it is open. Um, there is no blockade in there. Then that procedure is what we call the hysterosarpengography. And we said G R A P H Y, a graphic test. When you hear the word graphic, graphic is we are getting images of some organs. And those images, to make it clearer, for it to appear very clear, we use a dye. DY and when we are using a dye for this procedure, we have to ask our patient for their allergic for allergies because dye contains uh, iodine and if you are allergic to iodine or shellfish, you cannot use the dye to do the hysterosarpengography or any other graphy. So you must say this so we can use other alternative tests to complete the procedure. Um, we want to also look do the hysteros the hysteroscopy. Hysteroscopy is also a radiographic test um, in which we examine the uterus for deficit, distortion, scar tissues. All these things can impair successful impregnation. That's why we have to access uh, all of these things in uh, all of these things, do all this procedure to make sure that there is not other underlying condition that is that is uh, causing the patient to have infertility um, then we do lastly we do laparoscopy all oh, these tests are for females laparoscopy it is a procedure in which um, gas insufflation is carried on under general anesthesia we observe the internal organ for short so we'll do laparoscopy we are visualizing to observe the internal organs these internal organs when they are deformed when they are structure the math form it makes it difficult for us to conceive and that's why we have to observe all of these organs both internal organs and external organs to know what they are normal and to know the extent at which the female can get pregnant while you are going through this so all these tests pelvic examination hormonal analysis post tests hysterosarpengography hysteroscopy Laparoscopy, they are all for the females. Then for the males, there are not many tests for, for males when you are having a problem with fertility. We look at two distinct tests. We do the semen analysis. In the semen analysis, it's wherein we take the semen and do the count and, and, and look and see what it is up to date. Um, we do some workout. And it is just less expensive. It is one of the first tests we complete when a couple comes to the hospital with infertility problem. So the first thing we'll do is to do the semen analysis, to do the sperm count. It is less expensive. So 40% of the couples who are infertile, 
it is due to men, 40%. And the balance of the is due to the female. Now, then we can also do the ultrasonography for males also. Males can do the ultrasonography. Now, in this procedure, we also try to visualize the male testes to see whether there is an abnormality in the testy formation or in the scrotal area. All these things can pose threat to the male, which can lead to male infertility. And I want to check the male, whether the male can ejaculate correctly. The ejaculatory dots are all normal. The seminal vesicle, they are normal. And no other vast difference are all normal. If these things are normal, then we check other, we check the female. So the male, male can do ultrasonography. Likewise, the females. Now, um, those are the procedures. Now, we have other um, things we do. We have other things we do. Um, if these procedures do not yield fruit, they are not effective. If we try everything and everything fails, then now we tend to do some therapeutic procedure that will bring forth a baby in a family. Um, for the non-medical therapies, we can use nutrition and other dietary changes that might increase the risk of uh, the female giving birth or being conceived. Um, those could be like uh, taking those supplemental vitamins that can help to fertilize the uterus. Or uh, we can do exercise, we do yoga, we do stress management. We can also turn to herbal medication, use herbs to do those things and we can do other things like acupuncture to help to put the female in the best state in the best state to be able to get conceived um we can do ovarian stimulation medication which are prescribed by the doctors example is the clomiphene the clomate or clomiphene is c-l-o-m-i-p-h-e-n-e clomiphene citrate can be used to stimulate um the ovary to produce more egg cells we can use the lechozoa is l-e-t-r-o-z-o-l-e lechozoa is can also be used to stimulate um, the female we can also use other ovarian medication that will support ovarian like metformin so metformin is uh an oral hypoglycemic medication but it can be used to also create fertility of the uterus when the female cannot have baby now, then if these medications fail us, then we have to turn to other assistive reproductive techniques or technologies. We could do one, intrauterine insemination. Um, for this intrauterine insemination, it's wherein um, we, we, we prepare the sperm cells in the uterus at a time of ovulation. So we prepare the sperm cells and place it in the uterus when the female is having ovulation. So we can do that also to create pregnancy. Or we can do what we call the in vitro fertilization embryo transfer, the IVF-ET, the in vitro fertilization embryo transfer. It's I-V-F-E-T. Now, during this in vitro fertilization embryo transfer procedure, we collect the female eggs, that is the female sex uh gametes that is the egg the egg cell or the ova of the female um from the ovaries then we fertilize these eggs in the laboratory with a friend with a sperm cells 
and then we transfer the fertilized egg back into the uterus. So this procedure is wherein you take the female egg cells, take the male sperm cells, you use the male sperm cells in the laboratory and you fertilize the egg cells and then, and then, and then put it back into the uterus. That's what we call the IVFET, the in vitro fertilization embryo transfer. Then we can also do the gamete infra fallopian transfer. In the gamete infra fallopian transfer, oocytes are retrieved and immediately placed with prepared mortar sperm. That is, we'll take the oocytes from the females, we'll prepare the mortar, that is sperm cells that can move. We'll prepare the, the, the sperm cells and place both together in a thin tube. That tube is serving as a fallopian tube. So they'll be in a very thin tube and then we'll allow the sperm cell to move towards the egg cell until he finds the egg cells and fertilize the egg cell. This is what we call the gamete infra fallopian transfer. So we take the egg cells, the male sperm cells, and put it in the catheter, in a very thin catheter, like a tube. And then the male sperm cell should be a mortar sperm cell, meaning a sperm cell that can move around, that is mobile. So when we put it in the little tube, the male sperm cell will find its way and find that egg cells and cause fertilization. That is what we call the gamete infra fallopian transfer. Um, then when this, this occurs, the gametes are then injected into the fallopian tube using a surgical procedure called laparoscopy. So we'll use the laparoscopy to introduce this particular fertilized egg and sperm cells into the female fallopian tube. Then there is pregnancy. Then we manage the pregnancy until it reaches term pregnancy. Then we have, we could also do the donor oocyte. The donor oocyte, it is um, an egg that is given to the the individuals who are looking for 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 pregnancy it is called a donor egg so we'll get a donor egg we'll collect it from the donor through the ive procedure that is through the in vitro fertilization we'll get it we'll get it through this procedure then the egg cells are inseminated so the embryo will be placed in the recipient uterus prior to the implantation then they will undergo hormonal therapy to prepare the uterus that's what happened so the female undergoes um, hormonal therapy, we get the donor uh, egg cells. If the woman cannot produce egg cells, we get the donor egg cells and we use the sperm cells and fertilize the egg cell and form an embryo. So the embryo is now placed back into the woman who cannot get a baby into her uterus while she's undergoing hormonal therapy to nourish the uterus to harbor the embryo that will subsequently go into a fetus. That's what happened in the donor oocyte. Then we have gestational carrier. Gestational carrier is wherein the couple completes the process of IVF. The couple's the couple going to go into the clinic. They will take the male sperm cells, take the female egg cells. They create the, the egg cell and, and the sperm cell will fertilize them. We take this for the last egg cells and place it in another woman to carry the pregnancy. This is an agreement, a contract agreement, that you pay the person, they just carry a pregnancy, but the entire genetic makeup of both the child is from both parents. 
you the, the female just carrying a child has no makeup with the child so after the child is born the child is turned over to the father or to the parents of those who donated their sperm cell and the egg cells to go through the process so that person is what we call gestational carrier then we have the surrogate mother the surrogate mother is wearing <clears throat> a woman is inseminated with sigmen and carry the freedom until birth but in this case um, we take just the male sperm cells and inseminate into the female when she's having ovulation. This will cause impregnation, but in this case, the male and the female do not have to have sex. They're not going to have sex. So it's like I pay you and you carry my sperm cells, you born a child for me and give me my child and you have no ownership on this child. So it happened to, I think, uh, one, of our, one of the soccer stars, Cristiano Ronaldo pays someone to carry his um, his sperm his sperm cells. She got pregnant for him, born a baby, twin, and then uh, gave the baby back to the father, and they pay her off, and that's it. So that is what we call the surrogate mother. So you just carry the baby. You are not having any claim on that baby or babies. So after birth, if the baby to the baby father. So you will see that a surrogate parent will only be a father, but the mother will not be known. So the mother does not have to be undocumented. Then um we could use another one wherein the female, so so the opposite of a surrogate mother is what we call therapeutic donor insemination. So in this case, the opposite is a male who went to the clinic and got paid to give his semen. And the semen is given to a female who does not have a husband, who does not want to marry a male to give birth to a child. So she's going to buy a semen from the male, and the semen is inserted into her or into uh, into her body and gets through fertilization, and she's going to born a child. The child will not have a father. The child belongs to the mother. So this is what we call a therapeutic donor insemination. The donor sperm is used to inseminate in a woman. And the opposite for that is the surrogate mother. In the surrogate mother, there is no father. Um, so in the surrogate mother, in the surrogate mother, the mother carries the pregnancy. She does not own a child. The child belongs to the father. In the therapeutic donor insemination, the donor produces a sperm, a sperm cell that is given to the female, and the female carries the pregnancy. The male who gives the sperm cell is just a donor. He does not have any claim on what child that mother is going to have. So these are things we go through um, when there is um, all of these infertility problems. Any question on infertility? Any question?